1: Did you miss Canty and Carlin? If you haven't take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me! Now, from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Mm. If you're going to contend at the championship level, you're going to have to beat good teams yeah. in a closely contested games, And the Dolphins have shown that they are a good football team.
2: The expectations haven't changed. We just trust each other, go out and play football. The
3: two are looking. Flips it. Downfield wide open! <laughs> Touchdown, Tyreek Hill!
2: Can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy. I owe you. I'm here. The Chief is here.
4: Kenny Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app Series XM channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I think you might know a little something, something about Trash. Were you a big trash talker? Yeah, here? yes,
2: I was. And I owe you, boy. The cheetah's here.
4: Okay. See, I owe yes. you. I mean, this this is this is what's happening already. We haven't even gotten <laughs> into it, and this is already what's happening. It's time. For they said what?
1: They said what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't. I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? what?
4: And that's what we're doing. They said what we're going to come in, going to play you a couple of things you got to hear, and we will uh, tell you kind of what we think of it. Number one, like repeat offender here Tyreek Hill gets an honorary medal because uh, apparently he makes this every week. Uh, they said what should just be called the Tyreek Hill Show. This is what Tyreek had to say, and it's a little bit about their upcoming opponent and about one person particularly. Check it out.
2: Why we play on Time that week?
3: <laughs> I didn't even know that. Amazon Prime.
0: Are we playing on Amazon Prime. Oh, that?
3: right,
0: that's gonna be lit right there. I ain't even know that for real, but yeah, we're looking forward to the, who we play.
3: Bengals. We're
0: looking forward to the
2: challenge. It's gonna be fun, you know. And I can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy.
1: I owe you. I'm here. The cheetah is here. They said what?
4: <laughs> I mean, he says he doesn't know who they're playing, but then he has plenty of shade left for uh,
2: Eli Apple. You in on this? Listen, I, uh, I'm gonna have my popcorn ready tomorrow. Right, literally. I told my wife, listen, make sure your Amazon account is on so I can watch the game tomorrow night. And I'm staying here. I'm not going to the Mary J. Blige concert so I can, help, number one, help my daughter do her homework mm-hmm. and watch Thursday Night Football. And that's my favorite R&B female artist of all time. But, but, but let me get to this. Let me get to this this juiciness. So last year when the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, you know, Eli Apple went to Twitter and he tweeted, a he added Miko Hardman and Tyreek Hill. A, Miko Hardman, Cheetah. DM me y'all number so I can hook y'all up with some Super Bowl tickets on me. And then he also retweeted a video that somebody, you know, said Tyreek Hill in the second half. And it's Akon singing a song I'm locked up. They won't let me out, no. And Eli Apple retweeted that. So he went on social media, said a lot of things. And, you know, Tyreek Hill response was responsible. like, you know, I got Super Bowl. I got Super Bowl win. I've been to two. You know, what have you won or uh, whatnot. But that's the riff riffraff between those two guys. But here's where it gets juicy. See, Tyreek Hill. When you call somebody boy, hey boy, I owe you. That mean they mean business, because see, that's that's, that's that, those are fighting words right there. You somebody call you a boy? I had a teacher one time in, in uh, middle school called me boy. And, you know, I instantly got sent to the principal's office. The Only person gonna call me boy is my father. Mm. Not you.
4: Uh, look, I think you know. Number one here, it it speaks to how I, I guess angry uh, Tyreek Hill is when he plays a game. Right? Like, there's just a level of a passion to what he's doing uh, that seems to be working right now. Everything he's asked about, he's got fire in his belly for. That fire in his belly might be a better way to describe it. Uh, but two, it is kind of funny. I laugh at, at Eli Apple is just somebody that that consistently seems to be in the crosshairs of people wanting to trash talk him. Like there are certain guys that obviously get the people against them sort of, uh, let's say, worked up a little bit. Most <laughs> importantly, I feel like it's the Thursday night tradition now every week. Every week somebody texts me and is like, wait, Where's the Thursday night football? Every week, like y'all, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's going to be on Amazon Prime every Thursday for the rest of the year.
2: Just learn this, like. I, but a lot of people complain about that, though. Oh, for like, sure. A ton, a ton of people complain about it, uh, and, and hey, you just got to you got to download Amazon Prime <laughs> and make sure you have it. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to watch the, the the Thursday night football game unless you have what the NFL Plus thing now, right? I don't and even you can think watch games after.
4: I don't. Th- yeah, you can watch it after, but. Um, you can't get it live. Like this is one of those things, and like I do feel bad sometimes. Uh, you know, when you talk about rural areas that don't have access to high speed internet, there's more people than you think. About 14 percent of adult Americans don't even have access to high speed internet. About a third of minorities don't have a- a- access to high speed internet. So uh, difficult for some places to watch the game. But like you just gotta you gotta figure it out at this point. I think that's all you can do. It's just like throw it out to the world as a figure it out. Also, Tyreek has it figured out every single week. He's saying somebody's about to get paid, somebody's gonna get rich, and somebody's gonna get owned. Like like that's just the weekly thing for Tyreek. Are you in for the amount of talking he's doing in general
2: after the game? I am. Okay. I, I, I love it because, you know, part of this business is being able to have a personality and being able to have people like you and adapt to you and want to see you not just on the field, but off the field as well. And I think Tyreek Hill has done a phenomenal job of that.
4: Yeah, well, I don't disagree with you. One person with a ton of, uh, of personality that also makes our uh, list is Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins' head coach. Check out what he had to say. Called me at, like, 10.50 last night. I'm like, dude, is everything okay? No, I'm just checking in on you. I'm like, all right, that was – that's fun. And so – uh um, and just him talking to me, I can tell in his voice he's literally going to do everything he can to play. So I'll know if he if he doesn't play that it literally was not possible. But happy with the w- way he's so far progressed and feel very optimistic because of how he's going about it. Harry Douglas, what's the latest you ever called a coach and said you up?
2: Oh, like 1 a.m., 1.30 in the morning. Ooh. But Because I was watching film and looking at plays and telling them this is something I think we should – you know this is how we should attack the defense it was actually Kansas City because every time you lined up in a slot formation that's receivers over tight end to the opposite side they didn't go corners over they brought the safety down and that's back when Swanson was playing and you all you know the you know the story about you know when you have a guy like Swanson in the secondary fits I leave it right there
4: mm. so uh, it, was this call well received that late at night it was okay no. Okay, I just didn't know if there was, like, a co- like a because I'm one of those guys that, like, at 9.30 at night, I'm like, I don't know, should I, like, Matt, like, what, what? what? I, to me, Harry would ask something super random at 1 a.m., like, hey, coach. I will. Is the hot dog a sandwich? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like,
2: damn, Matt, like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, something Is hot dog?
4: <laughs> yeah, nothing very important. Just, hey, coach, it's bothering me. I cannot tell you how many times <laughs> I have either still been up because I was doing, like, SportsCenter on Snapchat or whatever, and my phone will, like, blow up at 1 a.m., and it's Harry, or I will get up <laughs> at like three thirty in the morning because I have to do something, you know, and early. I'm still up. And and Harry's texting me at three thirty in the morning. He's like I'm watching this. Like like the, you know, it just hits different with Harry Douglas. There's no there's no two ways about it. I'm not sure I buy a lot out of anything. You know, when Mike McDaniel's talking about Tua. Calling him at ten thirty at night because he's excited to play. Cool. So the headline here should read: Starting quarterback calls coach late at night because he's excited to play in game. Like, oh
2: yeah, because his back doesn't hurt because he never had a damn back injury. Probably. I mean, the the bigger question. I said probably. You know, I don't want to just don't say he didn't have a back. Probably. Wink, wink. Yeah. Here's the thing.
4: Uh, As somebody that has had a lot of back issues. I've never stumbled like I have a concussion when I've gone back to reach for my back in tremendous pain. Well, at I, some I'm,
2: point, if I mean, you know, if you hurt your back right then and there instantly, wouldn't you grab your back? Fits at some point? Wouldn't you grab it? Oh
4: yeah, no, I, or I clutch I, at it at some point. I, I've slipped a disc a couple of times, and actually, you scream like a little child, and then you just like reach for everything close to your tailbone. It looks like the, the cartoons of your butts on fire. <laughs> the rest of the Dolphins have the back issue from carrying two to that 3-0 start. Oh, Evan. Evan. The,
2: the man threw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, Evan, and five in the second half against the Yeah, but the here's the thing. For, yeah, against a team that literally didn't have
4: a secondary. Like, somehow they had a little kid playing Madden who had blitz, <laughs> all-out blitz on the safeties and left nothing over the top. I'm, Third and 22. I'm still, still going to go and back to Third 22. The, look. He Dol- has to make that throw. Dolphins fans, you know darn well all y'all Dolphins fans that were adding everybody on Twitter after a fourth quarter comeback against the Ravens were the same ones in the first quarter that were tweeting, Tua's a bum. I was sitting around with some Dolphins fans and a couple of them were like, this guy's a bum. He can't throw. And then like two quarters later, it's like, I told you, why does everybody disrespect Tua? Like, oh my <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, you guys can chime in. 888-729-3776. You can hang out with us. Only if you have nice things to say, though. Look, my, my beloved Raiders are 0-3. I don't want your garbage today. Either give me nice things You don't give me anything at all coming up there's a huge matchup this weekend some say it could change one conference's entire outlook for the rest of the year we'll tell you about it next it's candy and Carlin, harry and fits in on espn radio and espn plus
0: 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify <laughs> Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Did you miss Canty and
0: Carlin?
4: It's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. He's the great Harry Douglas. I'm the sufficiently average Jason Fitz. We're in for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Classic. yes. Classic. And uh for anyone that doesn't know, Harry and I work both work a lot in college football. And I think that's important because uh frankly, it gets me to the mayhem moment brought to you by Allstate. You're protected from Mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Harry is in the ring of honor at Louisville. And uh by the way, Louisville had a much better season this year so far than many had projected Harry. What's our level of a, what's our level of trash talking about Louisville football right now? Is it is is, well, it, I, is it I,
2: I have to stay humble because okay. we did lose to Syracuse in mm-hmm. game 1. Who's still undefeated Syracuse is. Right. And then Florida State easily should have won that game and they're still undefeated. So, I, I I've eaten a piece of the humble pie. For the time being, as the season goes on, you know how this is gonna get fits.
4: Well, there were there were low expectations uh, coming in, but let let's see where it plays out to. But there is an opportunity for a mayhem moment in general because uh frankly, NC State is taking on Clemson this weekend, a game you'll be at for countdown to game day. And it makes me wonder what you expect here because Clemson's the number five team in the country, but I would say using the dreaded eye test. DJ Uwe Angelile hasn't always been particularly great in this season. Uh, I don't know that Clemson has made it look easy, and NC State is coming in undefeated saying, hey, uh, why not us? Like, I know NC State had a close call week one, uh, but since then they've looked great, and they came in with high
2: expectations of their own. Yeah, I'm going to start with Clemson first and DJ Uwe Angelile. Uh I thought the first game, and I was actually at that one against Georgia Tech, I was like, okay, at some point, uh, it's going to be Kay Kubinik. He's going to come in to be the starting quarterback. But then you watch the game last week against Wake Forest, as I watched the game last week against Wade Forest, and I thought I seen major strides in D.J. Uwe, I'm to lay. Now, are there still things mechanical-wise that he has to work on as a quarterback? Yes, there's a ton of things he needs to work on. But once he gets that training, I think he's going to be Okay. What he did, though, last week in that double overtime win versus Wake Forest is put that team on his back. You talk about 371 yards, five touchdown passes. Uh, I believe he rushed for over 40 yards as well. But he made throws and made play after play to give Clemson an opportunity. And on the the opposite side of the ball, defensively, Clemson's defensive line – Uh, although Sam Hartman had a decent game, at times they made it hell for him, Fitz. I'm just going to be honest. You talk about Brian Brisey, Tyler Davis, K.J. Henry, Miles Murphy. Those guys made it difficult for the Wake Forest offensive line. And when I look at this game, there's a slot guy named Antonio Williams. He's in his freshman year. And I thought this is one of the things that has been missing from Clemson is, you know, that, that smaller, shifty guy that can, you know, run routes and also go get the ball when they need them to go get it. They have that in Antonio Williams now, so I'm glad they figured that out. Now on on, on NC State side, Devin Leary, Devin Leary is going to have to be phenomenal. He's going to have to be phenomenal in this game. These receivers and Devin Thomas and Thayer uh, uh, Thayer Thomas, uh, he's going to have to be amazing as well. I think defensively for for NC State, the two linebackers and Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore, those two guys are going to have to be phenomenal. They're they're the anchor of that defense. Uh, dating back to last year, dating into this year, they're going to have to be great for this NC State team uh, to win this game. Also, I think Devin Leary at the quarterback position, he's not going to be able to turn the football over. You're not going to be able to turn the football over, and that offensive line for NC State better bring their hard head and their lunch pail because the defensive line, who's actually coached by a guy that I know named Nick Eason, who played the National Football League. He was with the Tennessee Titans while I was there. He's coaching their defensive line now, and those guys are nasty. And you have two of the guys on that defensive line that's going to go in the first round uh, in this upcoming draft. So the offensive line for NC State better be ready to play.
4: Yeah, so you mentioned Wake Forest last week, and let me just say – I've got such a man crush on Hartman and his ability when everything's going chaotic to just deliver a perfect pass in the perfect spot. Like I know he doesn't have any of the physical tools that everybody wants for an NFL quarterback, but my God, talk about a guy that knows when to put a little uh, air under the ball knows when to actually just cram it in there and the ability to understand when he needs to put touch on it how to get it in the exact right spot. I mean, I think he carved up Clemson, uh, but that was largely because he's just that stinking good. Now, Leary's got to come in and play that stinking good for NC State. And also, at some point, the rest of the ACC just needs to step up and start winning these games. Like, there was this moment of if not now, then when last week for Wake Forest. So I keep looking at it saying, my God, if not now, then when, when you're any of these teams trying to just topple Clemson. The other part of it is, I don't think we need to put all of the ACC eggs in the Clemson basket because if you really want to look at the conference as a whole, I'll single out Pitt as a school that lost to Tennessee. Well, that loss right now looks really good. I mean, mm. losing to the number eight team in the country that is absolutely on a tear, the committee's going to give that loss more credit than we think. So I, there's this perception uh, that if Clemson loses on Saturday, the ACC's out of the entire conversation. I don't agree with that at all, because if Clemson loses, NC State's going to be in the conversation. If Tennessee continues to play well, Pitt's going to be in the conversation. There's still a lot of legroom left, a lot of runway left for the ACC in this playoff conversation. I don't think anybody right now looks to be in the same tier as Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia. But when you're trying to figure out that fourth team, it could
2: easily be a team from the ACC. Yeah, and you also have to look out west, too. You look at a team like USC who had a scare last week, but they ended up getting the victory. Um, can that can they have uh, can they do more defensively to be able to get them over the hump and win the Pac-12 and potentially go undefeated? Now I'm excited that Syracuse is still undefeated because I like Tucker their running back and I also like Schrader their quarterback and what they present to defenses uh, as they're trying to prepare for them. I'm looking at Florida State and Jordan Travis and what he's been able to do. His growth as a quarterback from just last year to this year has been phenomenal. Uh, Florida State is still undefeated. And I'm, and I'm interested to see, can Florida State stay undefeated until they meet a team like Clemson? And then when they do meet them, can they get that win and get over the hump that we know uh, they need and that program actually need and college football needs? So you have four teams right now in the ACC that's undefeated. Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, NC State. One of those is going to get wiped out this weekend because they play each other. But I necessarily wouldn't just count out, you know, Clemson or any of these other teams if they have one loss it's all about the parity in college football now if you have a Georgia and Alabama that go undefeated and they play each other in the SEC championship game then it's it's kind of gonna be uh it's kind of gonna be survival of the fittest that in in those regards but then if you also have a Michigan in Ohio State who's undefeated when they meet one another and then uh one of them becomes the Big Ten champion, and then the other ones is it, an outlier where do you put the team at loss, especially if the game is close? Kentucky is a team in the SEC that a lot of people need to watch out for, too, because if they can stay undefeated and then only have their loss be to Georgia and it's a close loss, then now they have an argument to make the college football playoffs. So it's a lot of strings to it when it, when you look at the NCAA and in uh, the college football playoffs.
4: It's going to be wild when Kentucky, Georgia, Bama all end up with one loss and all make the college football playoff. I just want the chaos. I just want the chaos that'll make everybody else mad. Uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, obviously you want to check out all the college football action, not just on ESPN radio, but again, countdown to game day. Uh, Harry Douglas, Christine Williamson, and Harry Lyles. That's at 8.30 a.m. Eastern on all your digital platforms. And then you can check out the college football show from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, That's me and A.J. McCarron hanging out with you. The wrap-up finishes at 11 p.m., 11 to 11.30. Scooby and A.J. McCarron. So basically, if you're on the ESPN app, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we've got you covered across the entire Saturday with all the college football action you could need. Coming up, how concerning is the slow start for Brady and Rodgers? We'll ask a Hall of Fame quarterback about it next. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Harry and Fitz fill in.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin.
4: Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas. <laughs> Why are you laughing? There's just so many things to list. Like Kenny and Garland hanging out with you in the local theme park. <laughs> we're at Six Flags. Like, well, what are we doing here at this point? Uh, uh, we're we're waiting on our next guest. And I, I got to ask you a question, Harry, because here's the thing. Like, people don't know this, but we have a way to turn our headphones on and off. And I was having a whole conversation with Harry. He couldn't hear, so I got to ask your input on something, Harry, because oh. uh, the bosses have made it. Uh, there's free food on campus, and you know me, I'm frugal. But you also know me that I'm taking very good care of myself right now. Down over 20 pounds. I'm I'm, I'm really trying to. I'm trying to look like Harry Douglas in his playing days. Here's the question it sexy, is sexy then right 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 like i'm gonna walk around with no shirt on in the way that like I, where i just have be those, honest like,
2: you're gonna walk around with no sh- in the nude you're gonna walk around on your birthday
4: suit no i'm gonna wear like i, I want to still work for <laughs> mickey mouse so i gotta you wear something it too. <laughs> but i'm gonna have those like 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 those dirty lines like where they they carve out of your stomach and they're, they're like you know what i'm talking about like <laughs> them like ab lines pointing down uh that's what i'm looking for right uh so i got a lot of work to do and i'm on like a plan i was like four or five months right i'm sexy mm-hmm. and i know it There's cake and ice cream in the calf, and I haven't had cake or ice cream in a very long time. Correct. Like over a month. If I go for the cake and ice cream, am I a soft, weak old man that will never get back on track, or am I
2: just having a one-day
4: splurge and tomorrow I can work it off? I don't know. I don't know, Harry.
2: I'll tell you. It means you don't have any discipline. So discipline is doing what needs to be done even when you don't want to do it. Right, yes. and uh, Spike Lee has a movie that said, "Do the right thing." So do the right thing, and don't eat the cake and ice cream, It's, it's just that simple.
4: You know what? That's easier I... said
2: than done, though. But it's that simple. You know, no, For no, see, that's what who, I need. To... You know, discipline. Who's had discipline their entire life? That's... You know, you need to get to that point you know, where you can have discipline.
4: This is why I love working with former athletes. I'm not even gonna to lie about this. Like the discipline it took to be a musician as a kid. Like the execution of like I'm going to sit in here and I'm gonna run. These eight measures of music for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours until they're perfect is very similar to the the process of like, I'm going to run. The, I'm going to learn this route. I'm going to run these things in practice until they're perfect. I, I, I love the discipline that it takes to be a great athlete. And I think we we've, we've always connected with former athletes because the discipline I, I believe it takes to be a great musician. Where I lack discipline at times is the ability to say no to cake and ice cream. And you just gave me the kick in the butt that I needed. Now mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go to the. You know what? I might go to the calf, walk by the cake and ice cream, and scoff
2: at it as I go You're by. In and go, my belly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why? You you want to know why it's important that you don't get that cake and ice cream. Why? You're sexy and you know See? it. See? Matt, Lack, were you going to chime in on my cake and ice cream uh
4: my hunt here? I'm just no, I'm just going to agree with all this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, that of course. Yes. You're okay. sexy and you know it. No, that's fair. That that goes first and then also. Go mm, nuts. That's all I had. Oh, you know what? You know what? No, I'm a better man. I'm a better. Three minutes ago, that would have been the thing that set me over the edge, and I'd miss the rest of this segment walking down the hall listening to Harry Solo on radio while I was gobbling up some cake and ice cream. Now I have found the strength and courage I need to be able to say no. And you know what? It's not going to have cream cheese frosting on it. Like Cream cheese icing is the only thing that, that, that really I, I need right now my You want
2: to so. know what's crazy, though? Because something so small that you can display discipline in, can lead to big things that you so disciplined in.
4: See, that's very similar to how Gojo always said: how you do anything is how you'll do everything. And there's there's just this moment of that that I think it's it's just it's instilled. It's instilled. There's instilled discipline in Harry Douglas, and uh, I needed that. I needed that kick in the butt. You're my boy. Uh, uh, you know, when I think discipline, that's one of the most interesting things about a football team, Harry, because. You know, we've talked a lot about penalty problems for teams like the Cowboys coming into the season. We've talked about uh, on this show today about some of the mental mistakes and errors that have uh, really sabotaged the season for the team I love and the Raiders. When your team lacks discipline, in your mind during a season, how can it be fixed?
2: Well, I'll say first and foremost, the head coach has to understand either he's coaching at SHIT or allowing it to happen. And that's how it used to be told to me from my special teams coach, Keith Armstrong, who's not a special teams coach in Tampa Bay. Either it's being coached that way or he's allowing it to happen. And it gets to a point to where when you have guys, no matter where they are on the roster, one through 53, hey, if you're not going to do things the right way and if you're not going to stop getting penalties, you're not going to have discipline, and I'm not going to play you. I don't care how much money you make. Well, and that's the way you have to set the tone.
4: Well, one person that knows about discipline and greatness also is Kurt Warner, NFL Network analyst. You can see Kurt this Sunday on NFL Game Day at 7 a.m. Eastern leading up to Vikings Saints, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on the NFL Network. Kurt joins us right now. We appreciate your time, Uh, Kurt, as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. When you talk about slow starts, we're talking a little bit about some of the teams that are struggling. To you, which slow start is more concerning, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers?
3: Uh... That's a good question. I mean, I guess I'm going to say Tom Brady just because Aaron Rodgers and company just beat the Bucs. Um, you know, and here's the way I kind of look at it is that Aaron Rodgers, you know, talent-wise, has the ability to make up for a little bit more than Tom Brady does um, right now. And so Tom Brady, when things go well and, and within the scheme of things, he's as good as anybody that, that's ever played. But when things are a little bit off and, and timing is a little bit off and, and a little bit more pressure around you, uh, he struggles more because he can't necessarily just make up for that with the physical things that he does. You know, last week there was a number of times that Aaron, I thought, did that where didn't play out perfectly and he was able to improvise just enough to be able to overcome some of those little deficiencies. And uh, so that's why I, I kind of lean – towards green Bay. He always seems to, to find a way in, in games like that to do just enough and to get just enough out of the guys around him to win those games. So I'm a little more concerned about the bucks offense, even though I love their defense and love the way their defense plays. And they're going to win a lot of games just solely based on defense while their offense is figuring it out. Um, but, it, you know, I just I think back to, to when I played. I played very much like Tom, and, you know, I needed things to be, um, you know, good around me in terms of uh, I needed guys to run the right routes and be in the right place and allow me to, you know, to dictate the things from there um, as opposed to being, oh, it's not quite right. Let me run around and, and make a play. And so that's kind of what I see with this Bucks offense is we've got a lot of guys shuffling in and out.
2: Right. What's wrong with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams right now?
3: Um, you know, it, I think it's just one of those things. They're going through some growing pains with the new offense. Uh, yeah. I think we're so quick all the time to just go, Oh man, Josh McDaniels was a great play caller in new England. And now Derek Carr has got Devante Adams and, and Darren Waller and, and Hunter Renfro. Like this is going to be a match made in heaven. And it's going to click like, like that, right. You know, tomorrow. And it doesn't always work like that. You know, that, that it takes some time. And you go through some of these things where it, It looks really good when you script it in practice, but then when you have to see it in games and and I'm still getting comfortable with with what we're doing and what the the scheme is asking me to do, um, that you have more issues. And that's what I see right now is there's some good moments and then there's some ugly moments. Um, You know, I I think Derek's been pressured a little bit, uh, you know, this year and, and that always throws off some things and throws off some timing. And so, I really just think they're going through some growing pains in this offense that eventually will get worked out It's just a matter of how soon can can they get there? You know how much can they speed this up because it takes time It takes time to get comfortable and just play. Uh, I always felt like it took about twelve months in a new offense to get to the point where you can visualize the formation when it's called in and you can just react and play football without overthinking things and trying to translate things back to what we did, you know, in the last system. And so I I think that's where they're at a little bit right now is that feeling out process that comes with a lot of new pieces trying to connect together. Um, It's just, again, you got to speed up the process and and you got to get there pretty soon uh, because sitting Sitting there at 0-3 is is not where you want to be, and uh, and it's tough to, to come back from.
4: Kurt, the opposite of that of the Miami Dolphins sitting at 3-0. and 0. What about the Dolphins has stood out to you as real and sustainable this year?
3: Well, I mean, I think what, what stands out when you watch them is that they've got different ways in which they can beat you. I know we want to talk a lot about the offense. We'll talk about that second half against the Ravens and putting 35 points on the board and Speed at the wide receiver, and that's, that's great because Tyreek is a heck of a player, and Jalen Waddell a great player, and, and Tua is playing really, really good football within the scheme. Of what they're asking them to do, but I really like their defense as well. You know, their defense um, is really what won the game for them against Buffalo, and they've got playmakers on that side of the ball too. Melvin Ingram has been has been huge. You know, against the the Patriots, they came up with some huge plays against the Patriots, including that defensive touchdown. So that's what I like about them is I feel like Tua's playing good, solid football. He's got playmakers on offense that that are helping him out. He's got a scheme that's helping him out, and they've got a good defense. So they've got all the pieces that you look for to say, hey, when we need you to win a game for us, defense, you've been able to do that. Really, twice this year they've done that more so than the offense. When we needed the offense to step up and and win a game for us in the second half against the Ravens, they did exactly that and stepped up and won a game for them, and and Tua was leading the charge. So – Uh, You look for teams that have multiple ways in which they can beat you. And each of those pieces has shown you that they can take over and do what they need to do if they're called upon in a particular situation. So that to me is what I've really liked about the Dolphins up to this point.
4: You guys can follow them on Twitter at Kurt 13 Warner watching this weekend on Sunday morning on the NFL Network. Kurt, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You got it. Thanks for having me on. NFL game day kickoff, 7 a.m. Eastern. We'll lead you up to Vikings Saints at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on the NFL Network, where you can check out Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback and NFL Network analyst. Coming up, 3 and Out, which is brought to you by Indeed. Need new hires? You need Indeed.com slash credit. 3 and Out, where you'll hear a quarterback's incredible response to a two-time Super Bowl champion throwing shade. That's next on ESPN Radio.
1: You can't miss Canty and Carlin, Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio.
4: All right, it's Canty and Carlin. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Still trying to wrap my head around an apple crisp macchiato. All right, because we've asked you guys, uh, and this is all because of producer Evan. Producer Evan got an apple crisp macchiato at the coffee stand in the ESPN Caf, and we'll just say that it's called Cloud Dollars, uh, so that we don't, you know, offend any possible sponsors. Um, But Cloud Dollars has this apple crisp macchiato, which then uh, forced me to basically ask the world, what's the weirdest combination, and you have to name it. And uh, we've had some answers on this one, Harry, but I I do want to point out that there was a a better way this all could have gone. Like, we could have actually gone with something that tasted good and sounded good. And so, (laughs) you know, Brooke Pryor pointed out that there is a – said. I don't know that this is weird, but instead of the apple crisp macchiato, try an iced apple chai. It replaces the milk with apple juice, and it's excellent. Also about 100 milligrams of sugar, but who's counting? I, I mean, Brooks on to something. They're like, that sounds delightful. Now we got a little steamed milk, we got a little bit of chai, we got a little bit of apple, we got a little bit of spice. Like, I'm in for this. This is everything nice. I'm not in for coffee and apple being combined. It sounds disgusting.
2: Hmm, they have this thing called apple juice. Can I just put apple juice in some ice and drink it, or put- my bottle of apple juice in the refrigerator and drink well, it. Yeah, but then there's
4: it. no caffeine. Yeah,
2: I mean, you- I
4: don't drink caffeine, Evan. Uh, besides, like um, uh, Cloud Bucks, start, Cloud Dollars. Sorry, I keep screwing that up. Uh, our non-sponsor here <laughs> has a a hot apple juice, like apple cider. Thing that's delightful with caramel and whipped cream on Ooh. it be right oh yeah that's right down your are out like yeah was, I would take that it's good good oh in the world of weird combinations somebody said pizza bites and French onion dip I, I don't know that that's that so weird.
2: yeah so my wife did this um, I don't know what they call it this little thing for a pizza bite company uh, and endorsement deal. And we ate them, and actually, we 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 had that, and it was really good. It's
4: uh, yeah, see, that's that doesn't sound bad to me. Somebody else suggested peanut butter and mayo. That sounds disgusting. Cause uh, terrible. Gross. Yeah, no, that's Jeez. awful. And then we also good had life. a. Uh, uh peanut butter on an onion bagel i don't i don't really understand why we'd need peanut butter on an onion bagel
2: well, i like, think peanut butter on any bagel would be good though peanut, yeah, but, peanut butter is good on a lot of stuff peanut butter is great on everything you, you eat there, peanut butter and celery i eat peanut butter and celery yeah
4: peanut butter and celery is a there, great way to make a healthy there's thing there's a now. pizza a pizza place in Connecticut that does peanut butter and bacon pizza With uh, provolone cheese. So, like the peanut butter is the sauce, and then they have like crispy bacon on top, and the sweet salt. It's so delicious. I need to know why you said the word cheese after provolone. You said provolone cheese, which is weird that you didn't just say provolone. (laughs) He didn't know the difference between two. (laughs) Is there another type of cheese? Or is it the same thing? It's provolone, but it's not cheese. (laughs) Come on, Evan. uh, What are we doing, Evan? Uh, That's almost watermelon and tahine, also a suggestion. That sounds delightful. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80, smart speakers, ESPN Plus, public access, I don't know, we're everywhere. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're in for the guys, and uh, as we start to have a little bit of fun towards the end of the show, got to give you a little bit of uh, advice for any of you that might want to dabble tonight.
1: Time to earn some cash.
0: The taste of money, the smell of wealth.
1: It's Carlin's best play of the night.
0: The taste of money.
4: This is also an opportunity for me to give you shameless self-promotion every Tuesday. I've got an article out on chalk that relives some of the best and worst moments of the weekend for gamblers, fantasy football players, and friends alike. You can check it out every Tuesday. You can also get it on my Twitter at Jason Fitz, but it's out on ESPN.com chalk every Tuesday. All right. Uh, we've got the the moment to, the better the night this one's easy take the Marlins under three and a half runs I will credit my buddy David Bierman with this he clued me onto this a while ago if you've been doing this for the last I don't know 50 games if you've taken the under at 35 or three and a half runs you are 35 10 and three. In the last uh, 38 games. Think about 35, 10, and 3. Didn't work for me last night, but uh, it will. So, uh, Marlins, under 3.5. There's your easy one for you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about this because I want the Marlins to go ahead and win this game so the Braves can have another game up.
4: I don't need the Marlins to win unless they're winning under 3.5 runs, Harry. I need them not to score more than 3.5 runs. It's hard to win that way. Oh, my God. I'm done with you. It's time for the Major League Baseball Progressive Snapshot.
1: Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is
4: three and out. And we start three and out with that Major League Baseball snapshot. Speaking of the Marlins. Miami Marlins lefty Richard Blyer had himself an inning to forget Tuesday night against the Mets. He made Major League history, the only player since 1900, that's even older than I am, to balk three times in the same at-bat, according to Elias Sports Bureau. So uh, a heck of a move by him right there. So, you know, Harry, that's about as bad as it gets for the Marlins.
2: They teach us not to balk, like when you're in like middle school learning to pitch. <laughs> I don't know how he does it three time, three times in one major league uh, game. But I will say thank you, Marlins, because now the Mets are tied with the Braves from first place in the NL East. You can roll your eyes all you want to, Fitz. You and all the rest of you New York Mets fans that are listening right now to ESPN Radio. But the Braves are coming and humming, and we have a big series this weekend. Yes, we do. Yes, I can.
4: Uh, look, I'm, I'm all in Herkes, for that. I just need Herkes. the Marlins to win one nothing. All right, uh, let's go next on 3-and-out. Little Aaron Judge uh, news here. Aaron Judge still has 60 home runs. Walked four times in the Yankees 5-2 win over the Blue Jays on Tuesday. How do I know that? Because every time we cut to him live on air on Spain and Fitz, he walked. You're welcome. With the win, the Yankees clinched their 20th AL East title in franchise history. And more importantly, they get that big first-round buy in the playoffs. So, you know, the question is... You know, maybe he gets a little
2: rest day, hey, Harry. Would you would you sit there and judge? No, can I say this? How cowardly is that by the Blue Jays? Pitch. That's what the game of baseball is Mitching. Now, I understand that you don't want it to happen to your organization and be all over highlights for the rest of your life. But at the same time, be competitive. Pitch. Pitch to the man. If you want to walk him, can you not make it look so obvious? Just walk him. Yeah. I'm, but I'm don't a- walk him. Play baseball. I want to see Aaron judge. And then your own home fans boo you because of it. Yeah, well, by That's the way, you know he, right
4: there. he's in the lineup tonight, so uh, we'll see if he can set the record tonight. I hope he happen, it happens just so he can relax a little. The Progressive MLB snapshot brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. We got one more here, three and out. Monday night, Eli Manning on the Manning cast took a shot. Russell Wilson said this about the Broncos quarterback.
3: They should have paid that punter 235 million instead of Russell.
4: Ooh. Well, Wilson responded today with this. You talking about Chad Powers? Um. Yeah. You know, Chad Powers. You know,
0: um. I'm three and zero against Chad Powers. Ooh. You know. Um.
3: You know, listen. I, I think that uh. You know, that it's uh. It's part of the game, man. We're just having those guys having fun. You know, and and everything else. I. I have a lot of respect for Peyton and Eli and, and those guys. Those guys I mean you know
4: I've
2: always looked up to those guys. So I'm not I'm not stressing about. It.
4: Oh, don't give me that lot of respect. You should have just ended it with the mic drop. Yeah. I'm three and zero against Chad Powers. That's Walk it. away.
2: Yeah, but I, th- I think Eli was wrong. Eli shouldn't have did that though. Yeah, you know what I mean it, it, take the high road, Eli. Eli, don't do that.
4: Yeah, well, you know what, the high road is always taken on ESPN Radio. Thanks for letting Harry and I sit in. This has been Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.